Today, I'm talking with an end customer. And how he got here is interesting. He reached out to me. In fact, he specifically sought me out to talk about lessons of communication he learned from experiences with his own MSP. So let's hear from Tom Coway, IT manager for the Mary Campbell Center on this bonus episode of The Business of Tech. Today's episode is supported by CoreView. Your customers need your Microsoft 365 expertise, and CoreView has the only M365 management platform designed for MSPs. Manage hundreds of tenants, automate manual tasks, and monitor compliance, all while intelligently comparing to the baseline. With a no-code control approach, CoreView revolutionizes your Microsoft 365 administration. This powerful platform enables automatic reporting and remediation, ensuring optimal performance and security. The best part? You achieve this high level of service without the need for a large workforce, allowing you to focus on growing your business through efficiency. Want to know more? Visit coreview.com MSP and find out more. Well, Tom, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm absolutely delighted to be on. So, Tom, this is going to be a little unusual because it's not often that end customers of managed services providers reach out to me saying, hey, I want to talk to you. So in a way, let's start with the real basic. Like, why did you reach out to want to be on the business of tech? I wonder if, if Dave or, or the show had many people asking them from the opposite point of view, not from the MSP point of view, but from the customer who receives services from an MSP. And we do that here. We're, we had a bumpy road, I'll be honest with you, to get there. But now we're very comfortable in what's their role, what's our role. And I think a lot of the time, some a lot of these issues could have been resolved much earlier due to uh, communication and definitions of knowing what's my role, what's their role. And, you know, uh, MSP being a, uh, a sort of big brother with an arm on the shoulder to say, I got you in this area. But why don't you tell me the story then? So tell me about, like, you know, the, where, where you stood, was it you know, fresh, a first time MSP, like how you got engaged, tell me how it started. And and then the story. We had an MSP uh, for since 2011. Now, since 2011, uh, I don't know the era of the MSP and things like that, but um, our center really grew and we had just a break fixed IT person at that time. So he needed a little bit of reinforcements, you know, the typical sales um, of, of MSP and why they're important and why they're valuable. Um, handle things on the back end so they could be there for our residents. We are a long-term skilled care nursing facility for those with physical and mental disabilities. We promote independence. So the layman's term is, you know, think of a nursing home except people with intellectual and physical disabilities that, that live there. So not just the elderly. And, and we promote, like I said, we promote independence. So a lot of these people have, you know, they're in their bedrooms, they have their Xbox or they have their, you know, um, uh, iPad, you know, uh, tablet, surface, computer, this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, families want to Skype in with them. So, so our focus is more on the, the resident side and we need somebody on the back end. So that's where that had come in and why they needed it. We used a company, small, small company uh, out of Newark, Delaware, and they were local. So. Um, I can imagine, I wasn't here at the time, but I can imagine they probably did a Google search and found MSPs near me, right? That's what they searched for. And uh, they found a local one. They, it was very important for them to be local because, you know, with uh, network switch management, you know, uh, routers, um, the firewall, servers, what have you, they really wanted someone to be on site and a lower or a less popular 
MSP would suffice in that realm because it was more I know the person and not a one in hundred number. So so back then that was the general consensus of where that happened. Flash forward um, eight or so years, in 2019-2020, that small MSP was bought out by a nationwide um, MSP uh, out of Plano, Texas. So now our person right down the road, right, is a 1-800 number two, um, two time zones over. You know, that's the best way I can say it. So being a 24-7 skilled care facility, our contract when it was bought up was bought from them, and everything was everything we thought was was good. As time started to go on, there was inconsistencies that with what we had paid for under one and versus what we got over the other one. Little did we know they had upgraded their packages, you know what I mean, or, or changed their service model. And we were more of a, a grandfather contract than what they currently offer. So, you know, it, don't want to say but we were like the redheaded stepchild now because we were of this old company and we didn't really fit into what they did now so behind the scenes little did know that you know our service was a legacy service so all we got was an msp that was eight to four monday to friday and that was it and i don't know and and nobody cared to reach out to us once this happened to let us know where we stood what was going on and things like that so as you can already tell that, you know, hey, somebody probably dropped the ball on their end. You know what I mean? That way. So this didn't really come to light because the previous person before me and myself, we, we have a years of experience. And I think maybe we we masked a lot of issues that, that could have, you know what I mean, that, that should have shown light on it. But, you know, being in, you know, I'm 17 years in the business. I have a IT specialist here who is nine years. You know, we, we do a lot of these things on our own. We didn't come from the healthcare realm. We came from. He came from Gore, which is a big company, and I came from a Google and Verizon subcontractor. Um, and so we, you know, you got to know everything. You're not, you're not compartmentalized in those types of business. You got to know everything. So that's why we were a natural fit for a nonprofit. Do everything. We come, we take a look um, at the contract, and everything seems to go well. The verbiage is fine. Everything seems to go well. But it, it, one day, a couple of years ago, so this was been for a really long time, about a, a year and a half ago. Um, I get a call from our night shift and nobody can get out to the internet. Nobody can do it. I can remote into my machine. So I'm like, that's really weird. How, how is nobody able to go out the internet, but I can get it. Um, this long story short was a DNS issue. Isn't it always DNS? It always, have to say. Yes, it always <laughs> is. It always is. You should just jump there first. <laughs> but um, we get there. You're, I call up and said, okay, well, I, I don't have access into, you know, that's our MSP. I would give him a call. I'm on the phone. It's one in the morning, you know, whatever. I love my job. I'm not complaining about that, but it's one in the morning. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. All right, well, let me see. And then, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call right back. The 1 800 number. They gave me a call right back. They're like, yeah, we can't help you. And I'm like, oh, but you're our MSP. Do you need my contract number? You know, I can, I can read it. And they're like, no, no, we, we see your contract number, but, your ticket is in a queue that I can't get to. And now I'm like, what? How is that possible? They're like, well, when you submit a ticket, it goes to your local office. You got to wait for them to open up. And I said, but, you know, your, your pamphlets, your packets, they 24 seven service. What are you, you know, what? Yeah, we'll pick up the phone, but we can't help you until they. <laughs> so, you know, obviously all they had to do was fix the DNS and I go in on site and, and reboot the, 
you know, the, the farm. So that is it. So it took us 13 hours to do something that simple because of what was going on. Not to mention this was, and I should have said this before, this is Sunday going into Monday of Labor Day. So that on-site isn't, isn't there. And I just was squeaky enough as a wheel that I got somebody to go in and do this because I'm yelling that we have a host of DHR. So network uptime and internet availability is the utmost important. We need to get to our website to put in and document medication, right? So I need to get there. And, you know, I can tell them, write it on a piece of paper, and when it comes back up, all I want. But that is the state's not going to like that at all. They're not going to be happy. So after after we had that fiasco, we brought everybody in. And, and I was really, you know, they did the whole pony show, I should say. They brought their directors, their big people, over to our facility. And what I have not really heard in this space, and what I really appreciate was, I, I got everybody, they sat down, they talked to me, and they told me I was right. They were wrong. And I really appreciated that. You know what I mean? Because in this world of posturing, you don't have too many people that will come up to you and tell you that I messed up. You know, you know, we were going through, they, they gave all their plan of corrections. You know, we're going to go into training. We're going to go into all of this. They shouldn't have told you that you're a customer of the 20, not your customer of this company. Um, and then we bought, you know, or, or, and now you're a part of us. So in terms of that, they gave us, they went through everything of our contract. They gave us the 24-7. We talked over everything that we would need. We walked through our facility. These people out of Plano, Texas could walk through and have a visual of what we're talking about when we show them our, our server room, when we show them our um, our hosted uh, EHR, when we show them everything in the building that would need that, that they would need to know about. On top of that, you know, we made a plan to come up with different equipment that would service our company better. All for the same price. You know what I mean? Like, if they're coming out and they're trying to pitch me something, I totally get it. You know, they at least they tried. I don't blame them for trying. But they really wanted us to get, because they saw our center. They, they fell in love with the residents. They fell in love with what we do here and how we promote. We have residents who blow in planes. We have residents who've got a black belt, but they can't walk. You know what I mean? We do really powerful things here. We have some of the best and brightest speech-language pathologists in the country that I have residents who never said a word in their life come up to me and ask me to change their Facebook profile picture. Like, I think it's just cool, you know what I mean, that type of stuff. They fell in love with it. They customized the program to us. They they bended and communicated with us. We have a standing call now um, once a week. They really put, they, we got two dedicated advisors. We have our own personal number to get to our team of engineers in case something were to go wrong again. And from everything I've seen and learned and, and heard from other companies that I don't think they don't offer that to anyone. So it seems like where there was a mistake, they found an opportunity to build a tr even more engaging and trustworthy partnership. And we couldn't be happier, honestly, because um, I, like I mentioned, our board was ready to, to throw them out. You know, you're not going to tell us, you know, this is a medical facility where you're not going to tell us that we can't, you know, you can't do something for us, even though that's what we pay you for. Um, in, in talking with them, speaking to the board, um, you know, um, going up, you know, hands together, clasp, um, in front of board and, and us saying, we messed up, but we want to make it right. Um, I think that really impressed a lot of people. So that story I wanted to convey. And I think if the right people here is that are in charge of these MSP businesses, you know, um, 
it's always easy to say put a customer first, put a customer first. But you, when somebody's struggling, like how we were at that point, we were struggling. We were trying anything we could um, for them to come in and maybe work outside of our scope of the contract until we were under that scope. Uh, really impressed a lot of people. So what do you think is the key lesson that has made the difference in your relationship with your MSP since this incident? Like what, what is the real key me- takeaway for you that made the difference? The key key of this is the absolute respect that we got and listening to our concerns, um, coming to us, acknowledging they were wrong and, you know, offering a package that or or allowing us to get something done outside of our scope of work and really using the good neighbor policy is what I like to call it. You know, hey, you know, this isn't what you pay for, but we'll do it and then we'll work on getting it the right way. Allowing us to feel special as much as it's laugh to say, but allowing us to feel special and communicate our needs to not only the people up top, but for them to come out and view our facility, take us seriously, talk to board members, talk to um, individuals who were very concerned, and eat a lot of humble pie, <laughs> in, in lack of a better word. Um, that he showed me. Now, they messed up, but they did everything right, and I do believe they deserve a second chance because we are, number one, a small client to them be very honest with you we're a small client to them we don't we don't purchase the top packages that they have we don't have the end use we don't even pay for end user support but for them to take us seriously and say this isn't right i don't care how big the company and you know um make us feel important despite you know realizing that we're a small on the the sales side um that really was the key uh, that put it over the edge and allowed us to repair you know a fractured relationship so you've been kind of had both sides of an msp relationship and that you've had poor communication yes. and then you've had excellent communication tell me one of the big lessons you've learned as a customer of an msp about communication with your msp the biggest lesson i learned and to your your msp clients might uh, would love to hear it is that it all starts with me as the customer. I I can't expect you to drive over here and hold my hand while I do, you know, while I write an email to you. If something's not right, it's on me to 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 just speak it. You know what I mean? To call you to to get um, where we can get back in this safe zone. The communication, the biggest learn inter in communication, the biggest um, lesson I learned is, you know, it, it starts here. You know what I mean? We're the end user. We are the trunk of the tree, right? We, we need we need you, but you also need us to tell you, to help us help you type of thing. You need us to communicate to you. We're having or we're seeing an issue in X, Y, and Z. We're having a problem with X, Y, and Z. How can we do this better? If we're if I'm constantly as a manager suggesting ways to improve or or coming up coming to you with ways to improve, you know, you can. You can take that information and do whatever you want with it. But for me, if I don't at least do that to you, then it's going to go nowhere. So if you are, you know, could 
kind of get in the DeLorean and you could go back in time and sort of start over with a fresh, like, what would be in your list of things that you've got to get from an outsourcer or an MSP that have to be there? So I would say what we would have to get is you would need somebody you're first and foremost um, comfortable with and a team that is well-defined in the very beginning. You need that person. I need to know who my engineers are. I need to know how many there are. I need to know who my help desk people are and how many there are. And I need to know, you know, which, you know, how do your shifts work? You know, we are a 24-7. We're not a, a 9 to 5. So I need to know your after hours people just as well as I know your your day hour people. So that's first and foremost with comfortability and getting there. And, and I don't, you know, I know we have to call up through a 1-800 number. I know we have to email through a generic uh support email to, to get a, a ticket put in uh, but when I see that Bill or John wrote back I know who Bill or John so that's number one um, on top of that I would want to know upgrading policies and procedures you know um, are we yeah, okay you're running you know server 2019 where are we you know what are you thinking about in terms of upgrades to the, to the software side are you running 2016 but we're going to go to 2019 where do we fall into that? Um, and then I would like to pick their brain about um, preferred hardware. Are you saying you want to use Ubiquity switches because you have a discount with them? Or do you believe it's the right thing? <laughs> you know, or do you believe this other one is the right way to go? So, and, and, and I can work with either one. I just need to know, you know, don't try to pull the wool over my eyes. And then, um, whoever the escalating manager is, you know, I, I would just like to know that person in case something does slip through the cracks. So uh, almost every answer that I gave you there outside of the hardware part ultimately revolves around communication. And I don't think, I think if you lined up 10 companies and 10 MSPs who all offer the same thing, you might have a bunch of different, um, you know, collaborations because it's who, does this for you or who do you feel comfortable with because I honestly think that's the best way to go about it I don't want anybody to work with somebody who they are not um, you know who are they not like uh, you know good with that's the best way to put it uh, you'll, you're going to have those MSPs who the guy who you know your techs are I'm going to do it and that's it don't bother me and then you're going to have the ones who want to talk to you about what you have for Sunday dinner it's all personality you know what I mean? It, it, it'd be great, you know, to have the same one across the board. But I, if you work better with a certain attitude of people, go with them and then, you know, vet their technical abilities later. Now I'm going to ask a targeted tech question sure. because I'm, I, I, I've been talking a lot about it on the show. And I'm really interested to, to hear where your thinking is on how AI, artificial intelligence, and particularly generative AI is going to make a difference in what you do day to day and what happens at the center? Very good question, because I've often, you know, started to come around to thinking of, uh, of AI and how it can be applied to the center here. Um, now, on surface level things, you can obviously use it in terms of like a SharePoint chatbot, help people know where to find their, um, you know, wh where to find their, you know, uh, HR forms, you know what I mean, direct deposit, things like that, and use a chatbot that sits right on the side here where people can go ahead and, and be interactive with the documents. For us, um, I'm working very deeply 
with our infection prevention. Um, COVID has been long forgotten outside of um, outside of, of here, but you know the rules for us as a nurse, you know, skilled care facility are a little different than your average office. So the predictive portion of AI in collaboration with Power BI in terms of um, discharges, you know, some residents might have to go to the hospital, things like that. I do believe is going to become more and more crucial because in our infection prevention program, I think if we can spot trends before they become trends, we can stop the at least at least the the hospital transfers that we can control. You know, if somebody gets sick, I okay, people get that get sick, but let's and I don't mean to gross you out, but like let's say like a, a UTI or somebody gets a cold because their roommate had a cold or or um, there's some bacteria that caused a rash in the shower. Those type of things on a predictive basis with AI would be a game changer for us. And throwing them up on a dashboard, Power BI, you're running all the metrics you want. You buy special metrics for it if you want. But I really think that predictive nature can really help our facilities and housekeeping teams in terms of um, where somebody had, you know, this specific rash, let's just say, um, in the shower and somebody else got it from that one there. You know, and showing those numbers, showing that repeated pattern, and then okay, well, if we're cleaning it and it's still happening, we need to look at our our, our agents, our disinfecting agents. You know, what I mean, it builds all around the whole center about okay, let's use a different thing. Okay, we can move back down from uh, maybe it was three percent rate of reinfection to a two percent, and that extra percent can go a long way over a year. You're not going to see it the first time, but when you do it over a course of a year, that's maybe eight to ten times that they have to go to the ER or, or to the doctor to get an antibiotic that they didn't have to. And it's just from there ever increasing. So I, to, to put a nice bow on it, I think there is a lot to be gained in the healthcare world from a floppy quality assurance perspective and data analytics with, with uh, Power BI or, or even Excel. I was literally just talking about that in a call earlier today, so I would agree with you. Well, Tom, this has been a fascinating insight into the way a customer thinks. I really appreciate you uh, giving me some insights into the way that you're working and the way your relationship with your MSP works. So if I uh, sort of as a last kind of quick thought, what would be the one thing you would tell other MSPs to think about when they're dealing with a customer? What do you really want them to take away? I would say tailor your promotion in instead of the one generic sales sheet, you know what I mean, and all that. Tailor your approach to this specific business. You can't paint with a broad brush on an MSP because so many different businesses are so different. When you want to come to work with a healthcare, you're going to get a loyal, very, very loyal. We don't like change in the healthcare. You're going to get a very loyal customer. But it's actually a challenge on you. You're going to have to be the one to keep that engagement always positive, always ongoing. And focus on the off hours rather more more than the, the on hours. We we any MSP can tell me what they're going to do for me for. Tell me your team behind the scenes. Tell me what your overnight staff looks like. Tell me what your holiday looks like. And if the network goes down at two AM on Thanksgiving, tell me how you're going to solve that. That would be my idea. Don't tell me the daytime. Don't tell me all your fun money saving things. Tell me two o'clock on Thanksgiving. AM. Today's episode is supported by Huntress. You want to focus on your clients and are always looking for ways to get more time. Use Huntress's fully managed cybersecurity platform to fight off cyber threats. Huntress is more than cybersecurity software for endpoints and identities. 
It's a 24 by 7 security operations center. It's security awareness training, community engagement, and dedicated partner support with an average CSAT score of 99.3%. Technology can only get you so far. Human expertise is what's needed to truly elevate and protect small businesses, and you get that with Huntress. Secure your clients and help them thrive with the number one rated EDR for SMBs on G2. Visit Huntress.com slash MSP Radio to find out more. The Business of Tech is written by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. This episode was edited and produced by Picture This Video. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow and subscribe. It's the free and easy way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Thanks for listening today, and I will talk to you again on the next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.